Welcome to Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to love, live, and matter. Hi, I'm Marilyn O'Malley, and I coach sensitive and creative millennials on what they didn't learn at home and in school, like how to remove their limiting beliefs and blocks so they can live their purpose to love, live, and matter. I want you to know that you and your actions matter. And today I have an expert guest, Dan. Oh, I should have asked you <laughs> how to say your last name. Negroni. 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 Yes, Negroni, like the drink. The millennials know what it is because it's a craft cocktail, Negroni. Okay, Negroni. <laughs> so they're going to remember you because of a there craft we go. cocktail. So welcome, Dan. Thank um, you for having me. Oh, I'm really excited. And uh, millennials, you're going to have a lot to learn from Dan today. So let me share a little bit of what who Dan is and and uh, why he's here on the show. Uh, Dan Negroni is a business management and talent development consultant and coach addressing today's critical cross-generational issues. Dan leverages his authentic, no-nonsense approach and experience as a CEO, attorney, and senior sales and marketing executive to help companies bridge the gap between managers and their millennial workforce in order to increase employee engagement, productivity, and profits. Through his training, workshops, consulting, and coaching services, he empowers millennials and management alike, providing um, the content and tools needed to communicate more effectively, build powerful relationships, maximize personal effectiveness, create high-performing teams, and deliver value to each other and their organizations. As an expert and author on managing and creating next-generation leaders, Dan is also a frequent keynote presenter at all types of management and millennial-related events, including corporate gatherings, association conferences, industry events, and sales meeting. Clients include DLA Piper, Booz Allen Hamilton, Mintz Levine, American Bar Association, Rubio's, KPMG, ADP, uh, Qualcomm, Paley's, and many more. And Dan's book is Chasing Relevance, um, six Steps to Understand, Engage, and Maximize Next Generation Leaders in the Workplace. So welcome, Dan. Thank you. Boy, that's a mouthful. Wow. <laughs> bored me. You've done a lot. You... I don't know that I've done a lot, but um, you know, I'm here uh, for the millennials, and I'm so happy to have the audience of just millennials. Uh, we started this business because we had a decision to care more or care less, and we believed caring less was careless. And we love millennials. I feel I'm the perennial millennial, and uh, they're the future of our country. And I just want to help them kick butt in the workplace and in their personal lives, just like you. Yay! Yay! So, so um, yeah. Th so those of you guys listening, we're really going to give you some rich material here today to work with, um, to help you in the workplace and help you grow and learn. So, um, Dan, why don't you share with us? Um, how you got started in your business and, and why you decided to write this book. 
Yeah, so um, two reasons, um, and they link very closely, just like millennials know, your personal life and your professional life should link, and you should be the same person in both those places, and they do a great job of teaching us that. Um, better than the older generations, at least I think. In my personal life, I have three millennials, uh, two of which were graduating college and high school and looking for jobs, as were all their friends. I think we share that. And um, they needed help. They needed help connecting with the other generation and really articulating the amazing value that they have. That coupled within the workplace, I was fortunate enough to have a big business where we had a few thousand employees and 50% of them were millennials. And all of I was lucky enough to have gone to law school and be responsible for the HR function and the sales function. And my colleagues and all the managers were having a really hard time integrating and communicating with millennials. I didn't understand why, but I knew at that period in time that there was a need to get out there and bust all the nonsense myths and create caring relationships because where youth and experience meet is where all the magic happens. Mm. And so what were some of the challenges that you were seeing and, and um, uh, what, what are some of the resolutions that you're in, in the yeah. companies with around communication and so uh, clearly everything centers around communications, right? If the number one, we believe the number one life work skill is relationships. And we'll talk about that with millennials because we do uh, believe that we do a, a piss poor, a part in the language job of um, teaching that in college, teaching that in high school, grade school. Uh, in, family. You know, <laughs> in the yeah. Family. In families, we do a really bad job of doing that, um, even though it's the number one most important life work skill. Why? Um, and so um, that is the crux of it is, is why are we so bad at relationships and communication? And I think it's because they're tough. <laughs> We're human beings and you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes and no one really focuses on that. But we all know if we're coaches, if we're service providers, if we have a customer, that the only way you do that is by serving and providing value to the other person. So let's teach millennials that that's the mindset they need to have. And I think um, before there's a communication issue, there's a mindset issue. And the biggest challenge we find in the workplace is people have all these myths, right? We say age is the new diversity. And it is, because millennials are amazing about color and religion and sexuality. They don't care about any of that, nor should they. Right. And um, age seems to be a big challenge in the workplaces. Why can't they do it the way I do it? I did it this way. I had to learn it myself, which we know is all a talk track that's full of nonsense and bull. Um, we all had mentors and the world was much slower and there wasn't as much disruption and pivoting and all these great adjectives now that we describe what's going on. But um, in general, the challenge is, is that we don't understand each other. And that's first a mindset and second a communication issue. And so what we do is to try and change the mindset and improve the communication. And changing the mindset only starts one place, right, Marilyn? Who's the only person you can control? Here's the first tip for millennials right there. Yourself. Right? right. Yourself, exactly. Yeah. And um, I think a large part of... Um, what we need to teach them and what they need to learn. And they're super receptive to the ideas. They have an aha moment and they say, oh, it's hard and I got to control me. Okay. I didn't really know that, right. but I could, I could do that. Right. And so, 
And the same is true for the other generations, which we put back on them, which is stop the nonsense and who can you control yourself and what's holding you back from doing that. And so we say um, in our process of dealing with millennials and solving the issue of this age chasm, if you will, or workplace polarization or life polarization is learning how to affect change within yourself first, inside out is what we call it. Right. And I love, um, you know, I, I've been in personal development for, for many years and, and interested in the mind and, and um, habits and all of that stuff. And it used to be woo-woo. And now it's so <laughs> in the workplace, you know, now you can say work from the inside out, whereas, uh, and so I'm, I'm really happy about that. And I think also what I see with the millennials versus a baby boomer is like the baby boomers wouldn't ask for help. Whereas millennials, like they'll come to me, uh, they'll come to me for free discovery sessions, you know, say, I can't yeah. pay you, but I want that one hour with you. Because yeah. you've got something that I need and, and, and want, and I want to figure out how I can work with you. And so, so they're very curious and, 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 and know that they've got to go out there and work on themselves. Where I see a lot of the baby boomers don't have that perception because back then it was woo-woo. And it's now been incorporated into the, uh, you know, it's become natural to that we have to work on ourselves. Yeah, I, th I certainly think that the talk track and the conversation about the whole person and working on ourself and inside out and personal development accountability is much more receptive to the ear. I don't think we're doing a lot about it, to be quite honest. I think we suck at it. There's a nice millennial term for you again. Um, I think we really stink at it, and I think we need to be better at it. And I do think millennials are, as you said, curious and seekers. I also, though, believe, and I have, I'm this perpetual optimist, that boomers and Xers and people that are older also want that. It's just most people are afraid to talk about it and not willing to be bold. And I think if when you have coaches or when you have other peers or mentors that lean in, that try to provide value to each other and really understand that boomers and Xers shift also. Yeah. And so I don't want to leave them out as ho hopeless laggards. No. I just think the motivation to get them in to have the conversation is a little bit more with a stick than the millennials, if you understand what I'm saying. Right. Yes. And, and no, I, I agree. And I think, again, it's habit, right? It's mindset. Yes. It's, habit. it's habit. And so it's bad like, habit. Yes. yeah, so they're bad habits and you got to break the habits. Um, and so, you know, depending on uh, how much, how much effort you're willing to put into it. So I call like a lot of people have a knowing intellectual knowing, oh, this is what I need to do. But the the uppercase knowing is where you actually living it. And so there's a lot of people walking around with the intellect. Oh yeah, I know this, but like you said, aren't really living it. Yeah. And let's give, so this is a great place to give millennials a tip, right? Um, and you're saying it's about implementation and execution and millennials are better at that. And so um, I think that that's true, but I also think that we have been conditioned as a society to not advocate for what we want. And I'm not talking about how millennials are perceived by others as a myth, which is whining and complaining they need feedback. I'm talking about good old 
old-fashioned hard questions that move the needle. And so the number one, 71% of millennials, Gallup tells you in the workplace are disengaged. By the way, it's not that different from boomers that are at 68%, right? And disengaged means not happy and many of them looking for new jobs. So the question is millennials, right? And I hate using that term about you too, but we're, we're talking about this group, you 20 to 36 year old, cool, hipster, fun, smart, great next generation leaders. What are you going to do about that? And um, the biggest thing it, people leave their job for is their relationship with their boss. We go back to the one thing that I said to you, who can you control is yourself. So you can't control your boss, but you can control how you interact with your boss. And what I say to millennials countless times, as I'm sure you do when you coach them, is, oh, yeah? What did you talk to your boss about? Right. Did you articulate that? Did you posture it in the form of a question that makes it about others and the whole workplace and results instead of you? Right? All right. these tools work for anyone, with anyone, but we need to teach them those tools. And so I want you to understand that you control yourself and what holds you back is sometimes the fear of doing what you know is to be right. But I'll tell you this, if your gut tells you to communicate and talk about it, millennials or next generation leaders, you are totally right and you should be doing it yeah. and you should be expressing yourself. So how do they do that? Because yeah. because there is the fear. There's there is a big fear out there that they know. You know we, we've taught you know authority, right? Um, yeah. And you don't. Um, and depending on how they grew up, because a lot of people grow up, uh, don't ask for what you want because you're not going to get it, and um, um, and so they're afraid to speak yeah. what they're feeling. Yeah, it's so, funny. Um, uh, don't ask for what you want. One of the coaches here tells a story about uh, she's in her 50s, but she went home and she had a big Goldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. And so for all you millennials, just know that it got four miles to the gallon. And she went to uh, four miles per gallon. So she went to her dad and said, could I have a couple of bucks for um, gas? And so he looked at her and he gave her $2. And she's like, what, what's this? It's not going to fill my tank, even back in those days. And um, he said, her, you ask for a couple of dollars. Here's a couple of dollars. Learn to ask for what you want. Oh, great. Right? Yeah. Which is a great life lesson. Yeah. Um, I think in order for that fear is what holds them back in yeah. most instances or lack of confidence. And so I think the the way is, and I don't mean to be cliche and I'll give specific examples, it's about understanding yourself from the inside out and feeling that what you're asking for is something that you deserve and is a reasonable thing that will help others or deliver value to others or provide the business. And so in order to do that, you really have to understand yourself. You have to understand who you are, how you communicate, how you build relationships, what your strengths are, and how you're connecting with the audience. So how you say it, right? One of the ways to feel comfortable in doing that is right, doing some self-work with a coach, taking a workshop, uh, doing your strength finders online, writing down your skills, values, and passions. We go through that in the book, the whole way to train them to really understand what they are, who they are, and, and what value they have to bring to others. Once they get that, there are specific tools about how you approach people. What I love is the power of a question. And I know you're a coach, Marilyn, so you agree with me, is that clearly um, it's about asking questions. 
So it all depends on how you approach your boss. So if you approach your boss with, I want this, I want this, I want that, you did this to me, it made me feel blah, 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 versus help me understand why you did this. What was the rationale behind it? What was the motivation and what were you trying to achieve? I really am interested in learning and growing so I can do it right the next time. I want to understand that and then I'd like to give you what I perceive that to be and then maybe we could discuss how it could work better next time. And so again, lots of words, yes, lots, lots of time to get to that place, what I just did for you, um, but that's the practice we need. That's yeah. the time. We, if we do those things, we get the girl or the guy, we get the job, we get the promotion, we get the client, and we get the great relationship with our boss, and we create an atmosphere for ourselves of engagement and learning and growing. Does that make sense? Totally for me. And I can, and I can feel all the millennials going, Oh my God, that's like so much work, <laughs> you know, yeah. how to get there. And, yeah. um, so I'm wondering if we can go back maybe a couple steps before, like I, I, I just did a live Facebook, um, thing last night about relationships and that millennials need to put the phone down periodically and start looking into each other's eyes and start learning how to have a conversation. Um, because I think that their, their conversations are a lot through the phone. And so they're forgetting how to ask a question, how to, how to find out about somebody, how to be curious other than fact finding or something. So I'm wondering what can they do to um, either they're already in a job or they're getting ready to go to work, what are some of the, the steps that you would give them to prepare themselves to grow and learn in that? Yeah. So um, interesting thing, and that's a big myth that people say millennials are only interested in texting. They're only interested in having conversations through the phone. Email me. Don't talk to me. Um, one, I think that's true. But two, I think it's also, you know, it's true and it's false, like every myth. Um, here's the deal, millennials. In order to create value for other people, the number one life work skill is to build a relationship. It's hard to build a relationship with or through a computer, period. You know that. Millennials love experiences. Matter of fact, they spend more money on experiences than things. They love going to great restaurants, farm to table, understanding the background and the story instead of buying a Louis Vuitton purse or going, you know, uh, buying something for themselves. They love that, right? Part of that is about the experience. Relationships are about experiences. You don't sell anything or get the deal or do better with your manager or serve a client for the most part by just using the computer because it requires trust. It requires authenticity. It requires communication. And I just think uh, we need to debunk that and show them how rewarding it is to do the other to do it the other way. And um, when your parents told you to put your phone down when you were texting under the table at the dinner table, it wasn't because they didn't want you to be able to have fun with the computer game. It's because they wanted to teach, learn, grow, share, and be human beings with you. And I just think that in the workplace, and millennials are seekers and curious, and if you're that curious about how to succeed in life, put down the phone. And if you don't want to be the, and, and I know if I say that to them, if you're that curious, put down your phone and start doing the things that people are telling you work because they work and because yeah. we're human beings and that's what sets us apart. 
and test yourself and see that they work and see the results you get from feeling better about your job and feeling better about your clients. And, you know, they all want experience and they want opportunity and they want to run a project. Well, you can't do all that by a text. You can do some of it by it, but you need to know. And so I, I just push them. You want to be your best. Try it our way. Just try it our way. Um, and is it a lot of work? Yes. But there's nothing in life that's worth anything that's not a lot of work. And here's that's the 411. Yeah. If you grew up different and everyone gave you a trophy and they cured your problems and they whine and complain that that's what they did for you, then bust out of that and start doing what's really required in life, which is leaning in, doing hard work, and serving others by communicating with them. It's that simple. Yeah. And your career and your and your relationships and your personal life, everything will be better. Right. And if you're too immature to get that now, you'll see over time, right? right? We we did things when we were younger too that we didn't listen to what was right. right. And it took me to 51 years old to realize <laughs> this is what it is. Yeah. And um, it's interesting, you know, we um, have the pleasure to uh, train, and last night we were training, and tonight we'll train again, 45 um, Navy SEALs and Marine um, Special Forces and Army Rangers on how to move from deployment to employment. And they're learning from coming from a very structured uh, orientation with where you don't communicate, where you do what you're told, to moving into the real world to build relationships. And half of them were millennials and half of them were, you know, young Xers and some even boomers. But here's the deal. It's the same lessons they learned last night that we're talking about today. It's no different for any human being. I'll tell you this. The millennials I know that know that have really, really full and wonderful careers and lives. Yeah. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and, and I think I just want to add, I, I think that um, what happens in that space when you put the phone down is now you're in the present moment, you know, and you're, you can, you can, uh, you can take in more um, and learn more and be interactive with what's really going on around you and, and learn from that. So I think we get, when, when the phone is there, and, and I always say it's not about getting rid of it, but it's just about being present and with that, either that person or working on what you're working on or uh, growing from um, the experience of, of, of being aware of what's happening around you. Absolutely. And, you know, youth is youth. We need to learn that thing. Here's the deal that I'll tell millennials from all the surveys uh, that we've studied them right? The most studied generation ever, which seems overused, but it's no different than most other people. They want what we want. And here's what they want. They want opportunities to learn and grow and be taught and be guided. And of course, the responsibility to try and do it on their own. They want authenticity. They want people to be real, no BS, truth. They've been bombarded with messages and nonsense, and they want feedback. They want to communicate, and the feedback is the way they communicate and collaborate. And they want purpose and, you know, and transparency. You can't get any of that without connecting with people. And everything that they want is all about building relationships with others. Purpose is about serving other people, right? It's not just about volunteering. It's about helping and providing value. And so, so much of what they want is at their fingertips. Um, the question is, are you going to put the phone down and see that? 
and what are you going to do to create value there? And um, all I can tell you is the more workshops we have with them and the more training we have with them, the better they respond. Yeah. Fabulous. And um, so what – I had the question and it slipped. But, um, so why don't we share at this point – um, give them the other perspectives of what you share in your book, Chasing Rele- Relevance, about um, why it's critical for organizations to embrace millennials as the next generation. And, yeah, and, uh, and sure. I, know, I remember what I – so that they can see, too, from, from this perspective, how asking questions and being present that they know that whatever they're doing, whether they're sweeping the floors or filing or – doing sales, that they're of value to that company? Well, yeah. I mean, I think, again, that's a lot of personal work on the millennial standpoint in terms of understanding who they are and really going and understanding their skills and their passions and values particularly and then finding a way to relate them to what they do. And if they can't do that, then they should leave, right, and find something else to do because it won't work and they won't be engaged. Um, What I would say to the workplace is this, a couple of things. Um, millennials, when I tell people what I do, we bridge the gap between millennials and managers in the workplace and, um, with their consumers. Cause by the way, millennials want the same thing as employees as they do as consumers. Cause they're the smart generation that gets, we're the same person at work and at home. So that's businesses clue in and listen to that particular thing, which is you want to understand your millennial employee. Not only is it important for your employees, but it's important for your next generation of customers. So when I tell people what I do, they say, oh, millennials, they want all the power. They're so high maintenance. They're this, they're that. Every negative stereotype it is. And I, boy, do I love asking them how they're complicit in that. And all of them think they're not because it's just a one-way street. But we know they're wrong. The question is, how do we get on the same street um, working together? And so um, millennials are the power. They control what businesses make it, what businesses don't make it. Look at Blockbuster and Netflix. Look at Uber and the taxi cab industry. Look at Airbnb, now the fifth largest hotelier. And we can go on and on about how the way they're shaping the way we do business. Um, And so we need to pay attention to them. They're also 40% of the workforce today. In the next nine years, they'll be 75% of the workforce. In technology and other service companies, they're a much higher percentage of the population. And we need our employees to be happy because that disengagement of the 68 to 71%, depending upon what age you are, it's costing us $450 billion a year as um, organizations. Those are all Gallup statistics. Um, And so we need to recognize that they are the power and we need to work together. Um, And if we work together, we will be successful. Richard Branson says, you want to take care of your customers, then take care of your employees and you'll have great relationships with your customers and it's so true it doesn't matter whether you go into car rental agency ice cream shop restaurant um computer repair place um you know the cable it doesn't matter the post office if employees are happy they will be nice to the customers and that's what we want we want repeat business and so um the other myth that just drives me crazy is how different we had it and how great we are and how we did everything ourselves. And um, it's just not true, <laughs> you know, just so not true. And the uh, I'd say the third thing is this is, is, look, as a society, we have a fiduciary duty 
for those millennials that don't know what a fiduciary duty means, a, an obligation or a trust to another group of people. Um, and I think we have it to millennials. Millennials are optimistic. 84% of them think they're going to get to where they need to be in life. 76% of that same subset, though, have no friggin' clue how they're going to do it. Right. Because they, they're bombarded with information and there's so many choices. And whether they become an artist or what they do, it's so, they need guidance. Yes. But we've been telling them their whole life, right? You're the king, you're the queen, you can be anything you want to be, you can be the president, you are the solo act of a sold-out show in a six-floor stadium, you're amazing, you're incredible. And Levi's, who did an ad on it, gets it because at the end of the thing they said, are you kidding, are you joking? Because there's some necessity for us to help guide them. Yes, there's they need to guide themselves, right? And there's a whole other track of which I can talk to you about how do they become their best mentor first to attract the right mentors before just looking for a mentor. But um, the question of finding guides and being guides, um, it's what our society needs. And so, I mean, even in this political election, look what's going on. Oh, my God, it's heresy, right? It's crazy. And... Um, Millennials understand that, and neither side of both parties can relate to them because they're so absorbed in themselves, and they don't understand that this great future wants to do something different. And here's the problem is we need to do something different, and so they need to stand up, and so do we, yeah. and not enough people are doing that on either side. Right, right. So we're, we're left with what we're left with. And so, uh, and so for the millennial, since... You, you're giving them that perspective. How should they start perceiving their bosses? So if they if they're in the right environment, right? Yeah. Because we used to we well, we were trained to uh, you know authority and right. you don't question it and you don't you know. But now you, I you know the baby boomers are here to to you know they're they're actually forcing us to change. Yeah. They're they're like so it's it's if we're not going to do it on our own from the inside out then. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, um, one of my uh, colleagues and friends, Gary uh, Wexler, wrote a book, uh, Sorry Millennials, We're Not Dead Yet, The Boomer Rebellion. <laughs> um, but yet he's the, probably one of the most popular professors at USC's business school, and he is the super cool guy. And um, he you know, invites millennials to his home, and he's very ingrained in the study of them. And um, yeah. The question is, how do you deal with people that aren't Gary's or Danny's yeah, or Marilyn's, right? Right, How do you deal with them? All right. That's about really understanding, I think, the platinum rule is do unto others the way you think they want to have it done to themselves, not the golden rule, right. the way you want to do it. And that's about relationship building. Mm -hmm. So every time you connect with someone, who's the most important person of the connection? You. And I'm going to give a tip. Well, no, I'm going to give a tip to the millennial. It's not you. You are not the most important part of the connection. If you're trying to connect with someone, your audience or the receiver is the most important person of the, the connection. I right? thought not, it was you were talking yeah. about like the inside yeah. out. Yeah, no, not the inside out. But okay. so I'm talking about the actual connection. And so, so much of pitching and connecting and relationship building, it's not about you, millennial. And when they talk and when we coach them and we hear them as a, how much of that sentence was about your boss? Well, zero. 
Well, how's that going to work? How's your boss going to receive that? If Dale Carnegie's teaching were right in 1936, which they were, which everyone's favorite topic is themselves, and everyone really is principally concerned about themselves, if you want to connect with another human being, who should you be concerned with? And the answer here is not you. It's them, right? We call it with them. Figure out what's in it for them and serve them. And focus on that that is your journey to connect and get out of your own dang head. You know, Marilyn, as well as I do, that once you stop waiting for what you receive and start focusing your life on giving value to others, that's when you're the best coach, the best salesperson, the best CEO, the best server, right, at a rest. It doesn't matter. Like this interview, this is not about me. It's not about Dan selling books. Yes, I'd like to sell some books, but it's about me providing impact and tools for other people so they can help, especially millennials. They can help themselves early on in their life so they don't have to have it as hard as I had it. They don't have to wait till 51 to figure out all these secrets, right? Right, Right. yes. Yeah, definitely. And so uh, I think the big thing there is really understand your audience. And again, asking questions is a perfect tool to do that. Perfect, perfect tool. Right. Right. Including what would you like to get out of this meeting or how can I help you today? How can I help you do your job better boss? Right. 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 I mean, you know, definitely. I think that those are, um, those are key. And, and I think it's good that we share some of the questions because I think they are like, well, what's that question? Even when I was learning to be a coach, it, it, you know, and to, to listen and to ask those deeper questions, it was like, Oh, wow, I didn't even think of that, you know, so a lot yeah, of let, let me share with them a story. Um, so one of the things we do is workshops. The other things we do are peer-to-peer advisory groups where we have these meetup groups where about 50 cool young hipsters, next-generation leaders, I'm not going to call them millennials, uh, we call it Accelerator, meet and learn and network. And I would say connect more than network because networking is, uh, you know, not as deep, clearly. Um, and so we offer coaching at office hours as part of this program. And one of the participants came to office hours and they said to me, you know, I love my boss. They're really great. And when their head's in the game, they do a great job of teaching me. But they've been here for 20 years. They're kind of burnt out. The company's had a lot of economic success. They've made enough money. And they're just kind of soured and they're nasty. And I don't think they really care about teaching or learning and growing. And here I am, this young person wanting to learn and grow and want to take on the world. And I just think my boss is kind of like a a sourpuss, if you will, right? They're just not nice and not happy. I said, well, what are we going to do about that, right? We can complain about it all day long about how horrible your boss is, and then eventually you'll be looking for another job. Or we can say something to our boss. You said, how would we go about doing that? So we coached back and forth, and first, of course, the first part was met with incredible resistance. I could never say anything. I said, what if it sounded like this? Hey, um, I just, you know, I took you out to lunch, and I wanted to let you know that I love working for you. When you are on, and you're in that light, and you're doing your best work, I learned so much. It's such a cool opportunity to learn from you, and it happens... um, you know, at specific times. And I'm wondering, what can I do to help you to get more of that? 
because I miss that and I need that. And that's, that's what feeds me and that's what helps me so much. And I love that you do that for me and I have so much more to learn. How do we do that together? All right? I could never ask that. I couldn't even remember it, she said. <laughs> Meanwhile, thank God they have their device because she's tape recording what, right. how I'm s- saying it for her, which uh-huh. now they have a podcast to listen to. Right. Well, she didn't do it. She didn't do it. Three months later, she comes back at one of the meetings and she says to me, I have to tell you a story. I did what you said. I was dreading it. Blah, blah. I took her to lunch and we had this conversation. I said, well, what happened? What was the result? You know, right? Was I right? Right? Because in this case, I made it a little bit about me. But I wanted to know that the advice that I believe in so dearly would work. And she said to me, oh, I started to tell. I told this story. We kind of had this lunch. And she started to cry. She said, my boss started to cry and said, I had no idea that I had that impact on you. And I want to be better for you. How can I help you? All right. Now, the boss, the end of the story is not so happy, but that was the result of it, that they connected, that they bonded, that it was on the table, and she had done her best to mentor herself, coach, to learn how to be in her best position for this job by changing her instead of changing her boss, which did change her boss a little. Did it change everything? No. Did it go back to those same old things? Sometimes. But the question is then what tools and questions are you going to ask to push harder and to be your own mentor the next time? And I won't get into that because that's a much longer story. But again, millennial, you have the control. Take it. Don't give all that power away. Make it be something. Learn from something. And if it backfires, so what? You've learned a lesson. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we, you're talking a lot about um, self-mentoring. So uh-huh. how can they be their how can they be their best mentor? Oh my God, I, lo- I love that question. Thank you. I, I kind of seeded it, but I love it, and that's all. I'm so <laughs> glad you asked it. Um, it's really interesting. This is kind of a life journey that I learned myself. I grew up in a very poor home, uh, not great role models, a little bit of alcoholism, lots of abuse, and kind of insanity. But um, I was always looking for a mentor because I was a smart kid. I, uh, you know, I did well in school. I worked. I, I did all the right things. And so I just figured someone is going to save me and take me away mm-hmm. and see how bright I am and give me the opportunity that I truly deserve so I can prove myself. Then I can work for Richard Branson and run his company, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean – but yeah. it's, it is kind of a youthful thought, yeah. right? When we're young, we think that. And even in the rest of our life, I'm looking for a partner. I'm looking for a spouse. We kind of have this vision that our best mentors. Now, I'm not saying mentors are not critical. Other mentors, they're super critical. But the first mentor you need to focus on is yourself. And the question is that inside-out work, which is how do I understand myself better? How do I attract the right mentors? How do I really figure out what my journey is and kind of take this seriously and learn that the best person I'm ever going to be able to rely on is myself Mm -hmm. and that I am equipped with that bag of tricks or the big, great, big internets out there. And there are tons of people like Marilyn or Dan who will either speak for you for free or you can pay or you can join courses or you can listen to TED Talks. Um, We're building a software to do all that stuff. But the thing is, is that's what it's required is here's the thing about the workplace that we tell the employers and our software is going to do. The responsibility to learn and grow is on the dang employee, right? right? It's just the path that I told you. 
Take it. Live it. Be it. Demand it in a kind and respectful way by question asking and do the right thing and your brand will be great. People will want to help you even if you leave them and your career will be great and you will have great client relationships that you will continue to take with you. And it requires understanding yourself and mentoring yourself to deliver value to others every day. And it's a lot of dang hard work. <laughs> right, right. Being your best self. Well, and, and I think that, that that's great because it actually brings us back to the beginning that when we were talking about that your personal and your professional life are one. And yes. that actually as you're mentoring yourself in your in your job or in your professional life, you're it's also how you're living your life and the it's, choices you're making and how you're showing up and living your values or your purpose or following your passions and, and getting to know what those things are and what has meaning to you and what doesn't have meaning. Absolutely. Uh, we say all the time, when you get dressed in the morning and you put on your underwear and you put on your work clothes, do you become a different person? The answer is absolutely not. You're the same person. You may not be able to go to work in your underwear, but you still are the same person. Okay. And the question is, you millennials are smart enough to be seekers and curious and be purposeful and to do the right things, some of which we weren't given permission to do or didn't give ourselves permission to do or society wouldn't allow us at that time. But now you're allowed and you have permission. Right. Don't give that power away. Right. Work on it. Right. Take it. Assume it responsibly um, and other focused. And yes. you can't go wrong. Right. And that's, I think that's what you, we also were talking about that we both, you know, I, I didn't wake up until my, my, uh, mid forties and you didn't wake up until, but you're 50 well, my mid forties, really. right. So we're, we're trying to help them get it now. So you, you can be thriving your whole, you're not going to have to wake up later. You can be waking up every day and, and, and spreading your rings and, and doing what you feel called to do and. Absolutely, we're trying. And, and here's what I would also say to millennials. Look, a lot of what we said is very general and it all works. We're all individuals. And I think what a Buddha paraphrase is, what, take what works for you and throw away the rest. Right. And so that's what we're asking them to do, to take what works for themselves and throw away the rest, but to be consci conscientious about it, to be diligent about it, and to be other-focused about it. Because if we do that as a society, we're going to win. As businesses, we will win. And as people, we will win. Right. And, uh, you know, I look, it's not easy. I have to remind myself every day. Just this morning, I did something I wasn't so proud of. Um, and I'm always learning. Last night, uh, someone sent me an email and said, wow, you say right a lot after everything um, you say. And I present to thousands of people. And I thought, wow, what a gift that someone, he said, 15% of the time you're using right instead of um. And I didn't realize it. I asked my team, they said, well, yeah, tonight was more often than usual, but you don't do it all the time. But yeah, sometimes it's annoying. Well, I learned that, right? Yeah. You're never too old to learn something great right. every day. And you're never, you're, you're, I mean, that's what this journey is. But like you said, if we can start young, I mean, yeah. uh, it's like goosebump worthy, yeah. you know, if we can start them young. Yeah. Um, and I think it, that that's what also about why I think it's so important that, that they understand they matter and that they're influencing all the time. And that so to have a positive influence is who do you want to become in order to and, and who are you becoming in, in order yeah. to have it, the impact that you want to have in the world. Exactly. 
and you can start that a lot earlier than we did. And, and there can yeah. be a lot more, um, positive results as, a as from that, from that, than than like this election that we're going through. Well, yeah, no, I mean, and, and, and also if they shift their mindset and they don't worry and they just are who they are and they believe that, right. They don't have to live the Mark Twain quote, which is I've had a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of troubles in my life many of which never happened, right? right? right I mean, right. and those are the, the, all that negative self-talk and all the nonsense and all the, I mean, just if we really train ourselves to shift our mindset and to learn and to grow and to be seekers and to help others, um, yeah. you know, and it, it works for the workplace. Businesses are starting to get it um, and to invest in you guys. And that's what we hope is that businesses understand that the way to get great employees is to teach them about themselves. Yes, yes, to help and them. Yeah. To help them learn about themselves and then create an internal accountability that's on the employee. Right. Because, you know, this trying to, just like parenting, just yeah. trying to oversee and micromanage, it doesn't work. Right. It's co co-creating. Yes. Yeah. Co-creating. Well, Dan, this has been fabulous, and I think that uh, our audience will get a lot out of this. And so uh, do you want to share where they can find out more about you, get sure. any of your programs? Where yeah, they, they can buy our book, Chasing Relevance, on Amazon.com. They can also buy it on our website, ChasingRelevance.com. And um, to find out more information about LaunchBox and all the programs we have, the training, the speaking, and all those things, our website is LaunchBox, like Launch a Rocket, L-A-U-N-C-H-B-O-X, 365, as in days in the year, .com, LaunchBox365.com. Um, and they'll find my information. They can call me. You know, love helping people, love coaching. We have lots of coaches here. Um, like I said, we will have a software system soon. But, um, you know, give us a ring give us a jingle, whatever we can do to help. We're trying to make impact. We try to try to drink our own Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. And it's really been a pleasure having you on and getting to know you. And I'm sure uh, this has very been a very rich conversation. And um, so deeply enjoyed you. So um, if you uh, feel hungry and curious for more inspiring interviews and transformational podcasts like this one, you can uh, go to MarilynO'Malley.com and find them on my blogs, or you can go to iTunes under Millennials and Money Cafe. And will you please, um, you know, comment and rate the, the iTunes, because that's very, very important. It helps us get the message out more, um, helps people find us quicker, uh, so we can help more people and help you millennials um, grow and learn and help mentor and support you in your in that growth and learning. So, um, and if you want to find out more about uh, my work that I do, you can uh, contact me at um, Coach Marilyn on Facebook or uh, MarilynO'Malley.com. Thank you, everybody, and love, live, and matter. Until next time, bye. <laughs>